there may be a time in your life or a time in your career where you can't be out on the field selling. So what do you do? How do you prepare for it? And is it possible for you to build an empire without having to go have a physical job? This is an important question. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California, today. Today's an amazing day. Coming to you live from my germ-free, anti-cootie studio. (laughs) And today we're going to talk about part three of how to sell, even if you're in quarantine, on vacation, or asleep. And I saved this episode for last, and it's paid traffic. And there's a lot of different elements to this. There's a lot of things that can go right. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. And there is a learning curve. So I saved this one for last for this very good reason, because marketing is math. When you take a look at any marketing campaign, it's not let's just go slap something against the wall and hope that it sticks. There is some definite thought and some process that goes into it. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can rack up some money really fast. There is a really well-known copywriter that I want to say in 1980 accidentally did an ad spend of, let's say, a million dollars instead of a $100,000. And fortunately, he was able to make the money back. But sometimes stuff like this happens where you're not paying attention to what's going on and you syndicate all sorts of money to go to something. And, you know, if you got the money, the the people who put out the ads, they're willing to take it. And if you add an extra zero or two extra zeros or forget to put a period somewhere and your credit card can take that hit, they will charge it to you. And so you really do got to pay attention to what's going on. What you're going to find is all platforms, they all have courses. doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter where they're from. They all have courses, but they'll teach you enough just to get by. They'll teach you enough just to put content up online. But what they won't teach you is the ins and the outs and the buttons that you hit and the buttons that you don't hit because their goal is to get revenue and their goal is to get ad spend. And they don't tell you every secret. They tell you enough. They're like, hey, dude, chick, come join our platform. You can advertise here. And you're like, yay, me. Well, they don't say if you hit this button, it goes to these people. And if you don't hit these buttons, they don't go to this people. They'll say, bare minimum, bare minimum. Let's get you going. So you do have to pay attention. You also, you also have to play by the rules. And when you get into advertising on platforms, they want to make sure that you know what you're doing with terms of conditions and statements and and abiding by their rules because they don't want you to be the person who takes them down. It's like, think about it. They're a billion dollar empire. If you're talking about like any of the big players, they're billion dollars or hundred million dollar empires. And they don't want somebody who's coming in with a small ad spend or a big ad spend to ruin what they got going on. They want everybody to play by the game so they can keep making money. So like the way that they look at it is like, it's your job to get educated on the, on the, the terms and conditions of what it takes to advertise on their platform. And if you don't abide by it, they'll kick you off. And sometimes they'll close your account and they will they will do some things that will allow you to not ever advertise on their platform. So you do, 
You have to understand the way that things are going. You do have to understand you can you can advertise on their platform. There's groups out there. You name the platform. It doesn't matter. There's a group out there that'll help you advertise on it. And I will tell you that there are people that will wear the white hat, which means that they're the good guy. There are people out there that'll wear the black hat, which means that they do some shady things. And they'll say like, you could get away with this thing right now on this platform and their accounts get shut down. Like there's no shortcut for anything. It doesn't matter what you do. There's no shortcut. If I want to lose 60 pounds, there's no shortcut to lose 60 pounds. There's a cost to everything. There's a learning curve to everything. And so the same thing goes with paid advertising. The same thing goes with advertising on a platform. You know, they want you to advertise. They want you to spend money, but they want you to pay attention to the rules. In these groups, you can read through all the questions before you start bombarding the group with questions. If the group has been around long enough and it's quality, whatever you're going to ask is already in there. And almost every, let's say it's a Facebook group, almost every Facebook group you can go to and you can look up some questions and you could try to use your search term before you start asking people and, and see what you can find and see what you can get. You could also go to places like YouTube and look up information, but you're going to want to look for the most relevant video. You don't want to find a video that's five years old that's dealing with traffic. It's probably not relevant anymore. Sometimes a video that's three months old isn't relevant anymore. So you got to pay attention to the people that you're, you're learning from. Once again, this really does matter because you do not want your account shut down. You do not want to have problems with any of the big players because then you're not going to be able to advertise them on any way. Because then you're not going to be able to advertise on them. And depending upon the platform, depending upon the service, you could spend a dollar a day, you could spend $5 a day, you could spend $100 a day, $1,000 a day. This is what I'm saying. It's get, it could get costly. You gotta, you've got to be prepared to put some money on the line, to put some advertising out there, and sometimes you're going to lose. Sometimes you're going to get taxed to, to learn how to use the platform, to learn how to make sales. And this isn't always easy. Sometimes people say, oh, you know, we could make advertising for you easy. I'm sure that they can. But if you're if you're talking about you learning, it's going to take some time, energy, and effort on your part. And know that things change overnight. There's rollouts and changes that platforms make consistently because they find people who are trying to game the system. What's really cool is in the education pieces for these companies, on some of their platforms, they have landing pages. They have uh, emails to get back to you. So you don't have to go out and buy all sorts of different programs and all sorts of different things. You could do it inside of the program. You know, a lot of them understand the game. They've hired some of the best people out there to give them consulting, and they've got a lot of built-in features and products. I'm thinking right off the top of my head, you look at Facebook and some of the things that they have to acquire leads you don't need anything else. You don't have to go out and get a page builder. You don't have to go out and build a website. Everything stays on the platform. And that's the thing. They want people to stay on the platform. They don't want people chased off the platform. So they're doing everything they can to keep somebody on Google. They're doing everything they can to keep somebody on Instagram. They're doing everything they can to keep somebody on Facebook. I don't own any part of any of those companies. So none of these, these ideas are representative and I can't promise that you're going to make any money and I can't say that they're going to take care of you, right? It would be irresponsible of me. I don't, I don't work for them. They don't work for me. So there's my little legal warning, <laughs> you know, how, how you decide to do this is going to be on you. You're going to have to acquire some copywriting skills. Now, one of the coolest things you could do is you can go and look at ads that are working and you can mimic them. You are not going to copy them word for word. That's plagiarism. 
but you can modify them and you can adapt them to whatever is going to work for you. There is this thing in the copywriting world called a swipe file. They have a headline. You know, they all laughed at me when I sat down to play the piano. Well, roughly the way that it translates is this is one of the interpretations of the law, and I'm not an attorney, that you have seven words that you could go for before you're copying somebody. So you could say they they all laughed at me is five words. And then you say, as I jumped up and down on trampoline. I don't know whatever you're going to say, whatever you're going to use, but you're going to, you're going to mimic to an extent what somebody said, but you are not going to copy them word for word because that's plagiarism. It could cause you all sorts of problems where most people get screwed up as if they're okay on paying for the ad and they've got the, the traffic figured out. Then it's usually their, their copywriting skills that need help. And copywriting is one of those things that salesmanship and print it's not always easy to do. I, I hired a copywriting coach in 2012, 2013, and I paid a pile of money to get coached from this copywriting coach. And it wasn't easy. It's, it's For some people, they're like, oh, this is a breeze. And for everybody else, they're like, oh my goodness, this is super difficult. It's not easy to do. The way that you mold your offer and the way that you write your offer is going to attract a certain type of buyer. You know, there's a saying in the world of sales, you sell how you buy, you buy how you sell. You also write how you sell. You also write to somebody that you're going to attract. And sometimes the way that you write, you could get the wrong person. There's a lot of people out there that are stuck on the word free. They want to give stuff away for free. Well, that attracts a certain type of buyer. That's a difficult person to deal with. In my in my opinion, after sitting through as many sales deals as I have and as writing co-pilot as many times as I have, the cheapest people are the most difficult people. They're the most demanding. They want everything done and they want it done for free. The people who pay understand that you pay to play. So you got to pay attention to what you're doing when you're writing content because it can cause you problems. So I'm just going to give you some of the platforms that you could use. You could use Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, and anywhere else that advertises. You just got to play by the rules. You got to you got to know how to do the ad. You got to know how to take care of things and they'll give you a class they can't guarantee you're going to make any money. Just like I can't guarantee you that you're going to make any money. There's always that disclaimer that's on there that earnings are going to be, you know, potential potential earnings are going to be up to you and your individual circumstances. If you're setting up leads, you're going to have to get back to people. And the sooner you get back to them, the better, because here's what happens, uh, especially in the contracting world is let's say that I go out and I'm like, you know what? I think I want to get some windows today. And so I get to a window acquisition company where they sell the leads to 25 companies. I get a phone call from the first company and they're the first company to be on it. And like, Hey, we heard you want some windows. I'm like, yeah, come out and talk to me about some windows. Well, I got 25 other people calling me. And by number five or six, what normally happens is the people are like, stop calling me. Well, you got charged for that lead. So you have to be on top of making sure that you're, you're getting back to people as soon as they're they're contacting you. You could do a low dollar offer to get people engaged. Just know that you're going to have to get that person to spend more money. There's different ways to do this, and there's different terms for it in advertising, and it's a pretty common thing. You know, there's a there's a low dollar offer to get somebody on the bus to to have a conversation. You could buy a list, and not all lists are equal. You know, there are list brokers out there that'll sell you emails and you could do this through email. You could email somebody, but some of those lists are dirty. They're not good lists. And what people will do is they'll put all the good buyers in the, in the sample that they send you. And you're like, Hey, look, the, all these people buy. And out of a list of 10,000 people, it may be the top hundred people that buy and the rest 9,900 don't. 
So, you know, there are some shady people out there in the world of advertising, just like there are in every other industry. What's really cool about these platforms is you could divide stuff up by demographics. That's age, sex, occupation. And then they'll break it down by psychographics. That would be like Scott likes chocolate chip cookies, women's beach volleyball, big wave surfing, and cologne. Those are all psychographics. So you could you could start asking questions about your buyers so you could build information about, hey, what are the psychographics and what are the demographics? And if you've dealt with enough people, you know a lot of the demographics. And a lot of these platforms will help fill in the psychographics for you. If you're going to do this type of advertising, your images matter. What images you put to get attention, they do matter. And you can have image fatigue. You know, people people see the same thing over and over and over again for a few weeks. They're like, man, I'm not interested anymore. So you have to be up on your game changing images and making sure they're the right ones. You also have to split test. So split testing means I'm going to put one image up against the other and I'm going to see which kind of response rate I get between the two of them. And one gets the better one. Well, that tells me that that's the smart thing to do. Well, in the world of copywriting and the world of marketing, everybody's trying to take down the biggest winner. Everybody's trying to take down the control. So if I have an ad that's running and it's the best ad I've ever ran, it's only smart of me to try to beat that ad and make sure that I'm getting as much optimization for it as possible. As you go go on over time and you learn how to market, these are all things that you're going to have to learn how to do. And I, I want to give you a snippet of real life because this is the big boy league. This is where you could get yourself in a lot of trouble if you're not paying attention and you do get taxed for not knowing things. It's like people are going to pull you aside and go, hey, you know you're overspending. They're just going to keep accepting your money. You're going to get haters. Haters, haters, haters. They're going to drink a big, giant glass of haterade before they call you. They're going to go get breakfast and get a blue hate special. They're going to pull up in their 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 Nava hater. Like the, you get people who hate your ads and is, they're just the meanest people on the planet. They just woke up on the wrong side of the bed or they were born on the wrong side of the bed. And if you got feelings they're going to get hurt, you're going to have some problems. Next up on this list, you can get some group traffic. You could build a group. You're going to have to add value. You could put people in the group that are going to be able to add value. I'm a part of a lot of groups on Facebook. And I got to tell you, some of them are just basic information, standard information. They're not really for me. Sometimes I do it to see what the group is up to. But, you know, a lot of times the groups want other people to build the value and there's nothing really there. There's nothing to speak of. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing good. And you do have to have something good to offer. You have to have a good product or what's going to happen is the people in the group are going to look around and say, hey, the group owner, the group person in here sold stuff and the stuff isn't good. You're going to burn people out and have a bad reputation. You got to do what you can to keep people engaged and create a quality product to sell to the group. And that's also means that you're going to have to keep the people in the group and give them reasons why. You might have to bring people in for interviews. You might have to bring people in to have like video conferencing. But there is a lot of work that goes into this. Let's say that you do have a group. Let's say that you do have people to sell to. Now you have a list. And if you got a product, you could trade that. You could make a JV deal. You could go to somebody and say, hey, I will swap you lists. I will I will mail to your list or I will try to advertise your list and you can advertise to mine and we'll split profits 50-50, 60-40, 80-20, whatever way it works out for you because the more well-known that somebody is is the more cut that they're going to want to take. And that's that's real deal. They're, the bigger somebody is, is the more cut that they're going to want. They're going to say, you're a smaller guy. You could you could mail it. You could send it. You could You can go after the people on my list but I'm going to get a bigger percentage. That's part of the game. They may have something you want. You may have something that they want. 
And at the end of the day, there's not every business deal, not every transaction is going to go right. You may have a deal that goes sideways. You know, if you really want to be able to live a life where you can make money while you're in quarantine, while you're on vacation, while you're on a sleep, you do have to put some work and effort into it. And in part one and part two, I shared with you what it takes to build content online and have a presence. All that stuff builds up and leads to you having a quality ability to get people engaged. Somebody can look your name up and like, oh, this guy or this girl's got a bunch of content online or somebody wants to be a part of your group. Oh, this guy or this girl's got some good content. If somebody wants to JV, they may look up your name and say, does this person have anything online or are they, they, they're just non-existent? You can do a lot to help yourself be prepared in case something happens where you get stuck in a hospital. Uh, If there's some sort of virus or flu that's going around that keeps you inside of a building, if you're on vacation or if you're asleep, you just have to put in the work and the effort to think through it. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.